Sí, señor. Bienvenidos and welcome to the Familia FFB podcast. I'm Jorge Georgi Martin and the primos are in the house. Ricky Torres, Hector Reyes. What up? What's up, guys? I'm drinking some bourbon right now. So uh, feeling good. Oh, feeling drinking good. some wine. So I feel like we're it's a fancy night. Tonight. Hey, it's, we're fancy. We're be talking about a lot of money. Like so. Dr. Evil fancy, like, you know, <laughs> like the pinky right there on the side of the mouth, like fancy. <laughs> I'm so fancy. Wow. <laughs> God, Jordan, I hope your kids listen to this podcast. They, they well, they, they <laughs> actually, they, <laughs> they probably just stopped right now. And then, I'll, yeah. Of course, that I took them to the concert where they saw the girl, the, I think it's Charlie XCX, where she sang that song. So I don't think that's, where is I, the, I, I that Camila Cabello? So I don't, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> It was the Taylor Swift concert, so they opened. Ask about Billy Joel. George will answer all your questions, but if it's Taylor Swift or anyone else. uh... Just the fact that he knows those names. I'm like, bravo. bravo." Exactly. Bonus points. It's called hashtag girl dad. Hashtag girl dad. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, hey, estamos aquí a sus órdenes. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Familia FFB. And we finally got Ricky on Twitter. Bimo, you got a new name on there. Yes. Ricky Torres TV. Uh, back in the day when I was a little young in like, gosh, like fifth grade, I got a Tyco video cam and I did the Ricky Torres talk show. So I figured, all right, I'll bring it back. But I, I need ideas. I need to think. I mean, I'm filled with stupid things to say. So I just got to uh, put them into words. I, I think it's good. And nowadays <laughs> people love stupid stuff. It's like trivia, oh, man. So, yeah. <laughs> Ricky, you're going to be a star. You're going to be a star. On Twitter, I just so. need to learn how to uh, post uh, like articles or stuff like that, or even we'll make memes, memes and stuff, man. Yeah, we'll do all that. We'll figure that out. Oh, the memes and the gifts. I'll be your partner oh. in crime, Rick. So we'll, I'm excited. We'll, you know we'll why? Because I, I found <laughs> it was a funny, uh, a funny meme. It said, what was it? It was uh, JJ Watt and Kyler Murray walking into practice in Arizona. And it was a picture from Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and the little guy, <laughs> Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, like in the same uniform. That's awesome. I was like, oh my god. So uh, that would have been my next one, but yeah, I just got to figure out these things. Oh, uh, you're gonna have some fun with it, baby. You're you're gonna get in some good arguments with people. It's oh, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be so awesome. And so we got Hector at at what the heck. That's right. Two T's. What the heck? Two T's. And you can find me at Jorge Martin 17 and you can find our original content at familiaffb.com. So Ricky, you know, we teased it a little bit, you know, with you being back on, uh, not back, being on Twitter. I mean, that's cool. I mean, be, be fire, be contrarian, you know, put, put stupid memes and pictures up there and everything. And one day we'll, one day we'll be able to say like the, this guy's been traded. Ricky Torres. Ricky Torres is 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 stating that you know he's he's the source. <laughs> Ricky Torres is saying that uh, JJ. You know, like it's, it'll be like Adam Schefter. Ricky Torres <laughs> stating that Zeke will not be worth a first round pick right. this Ricky year. Torres, Ricky Torres. Ricky Torres is San stating, Francisco so. will suffer. One day oh, you'll be. I can't wait for Adam my Schefter. predictions for next season. Oh, go, this is gonna be go. good. This, this is gonna be good. Oh, it'll be later, but I mean, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your first meme. Here's your first meme. Go for it. There you, there go. you go. There you go. You I gifted you one. From La Bamba. Oh, right. yeah. That's In right. the OG days. That's, That's right. awesome. Hey, pa- Paxton Park is literally like two minutes away from now, my house. Now, the guy right in La Bamba, Park. the guy who played Richie Valens. Issa Morales? 
Is he well, Lou Diamond Phillips? Lou Diamond Phillips. Is he Hispanic? Filipino. Okay. Filipino. But he keeps playing. He keeps yeah. playing Mexicans. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> he, he played. Yeah, he played. Uh, Young Guns. Yeah, and Young Guns. He was the he was the Latino guy in Young Guns. He was in Stand and Delivery. He played a Mexican uh, calculus gangster. genius. Yeah, gang. Yeah, gangster. But can calculus genius. So yeah, yeah. Uh, talk about being typecast. And actually, I heard an interview with him not that long ago uh, on Rich Eisen, where he was talking about like he just got picked out of nowhere to be in La Bamba. That's he so was just cool. doing he was just doing like commercial work he kept answering the the auditions kept getting called back called back boom got it he said changed his life so he was hitting the lottery for literally him, you, know? you know before you knew before he knew it he was in stand and deliver then he was in young guns and all of a sudden <laughs> I, I hope he's created like some mexican scholarship for like hispanic students or something i really shows appreciation so, we keep giving them you know <laughs> scripts we're like hey play play this one of us <laughs> like, all <That's> right awesome. <laughs> oh yes yes hey you know what yeah and it'll be at a san fernando high school because I, I actually you know back in the day i actually saw uh, a, a a scene being filmed a scene from that film oh wow from filmed. la bamba yeah so it was during the summer i think it was in the uh, i think it was like summer of 86 or 87 and i was i was dropping somebody off and i think some of one of the familia members i was dropping them off at san fernando high and it was like for summer school or something it's, boom there you go there sounds like our family yeah exactly there's <laughs> there's one of the guy. there's there's a guy in a you know in a 50s era car and all of a sudden That's so cool. like, a year later it's uh, it's richie valens he's he's playing richie valens well like, you're all you always see 50s era cars here in the valley anyway exactly you know, san fernando Coima, Mission Hills, you're going to see those, those bombers are going to be there. They're always around here. Oh, especially in Sanfer, baby. In yeah, Sanfer. Oh, got to love it. Got to love it. Well, hey, let's get into some cheese man. So we're bearing down on free agency. And today, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk, he announced not Ricky that, Torres. Uh, no, well, you know what? I think he got it from Ricky. Oh, oh see, I think he credited. I think he credited. I think he credited. Yeah, Ricky Torres at Ricky Torres TV. It's, there you go. There so you he go. reported that the that the NFL salary cap will be at most 183 million. So the floor would be 180 million. So there's there's and it's going to be about uh you know 15 to 18 million dollars down from the 198 that that was in 2020 so it's gonna be a hit so what's that tell you i mean what tell me someone who's who doesn't care what does that mean uh it means that some players who are free agents are either gonna sign for less Either going to sign contracts for less salary in 2021 and maybe some backloaded numbers, or they might just take a, a one-year deal and hope that the the revenue comes back up so that next year that there there'll be more. It's just more money to be you know doled out when it comes to free agency and for salaries in general. Okay. So it's so yeah, I mean it's everybody's got that you know 180 to 183 million dollar piece of the pie, so which is going to make it difficult for the, the guy we're going to uh, you know for the team that just signed the guy we're about to talk about. But uh, I think what we're going to be interested it's going to be interesting is like the articles on March 17th or after March 17th when free agency starts and we get to hear about guys signing, we're going to hear about guys signing for less money. I think we're, there's going to be running backs that are going to be going for a lot less money than we expect. I mean, I remember when we've also seen that 
even though it's not fair to them, they have less shelf life. So I don't think yep. um, people want to pay a lot of money for long amounts. Yeah. Muy cierto. Yeah, Muy this cierto. may linger. Yeah, this may linger. The, the, the RBs at a discount may become like a trend now. But even it's when just... you see how many wide receivers are in the market, it's just like a free-for-all. The only thing that's worth money right now is going to be a star tight end or a good, you know, brand new quarterback that looks shiny. Yeah, but you know the star tight ends. It's what three of them? It's Kelsey, Kittle, and Waller, and they're all. Yeah, but they're... now you have Jonu Smith. You have Hunter Henry entering the field. So Tyler gonna Higby be... is going to be one to talk about now that Matt Stafford's in town. So that he's so, that's, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how that goes. But as far as whoever's you know able to be bought right now, however that sounds horrible, uh, they're the ones who will get more money than the wide receivers. I think wide receivers. I don't know. I feel like there's so many to choose from. There I think are. it's going to be. I think it's going to be some of the stars. I think. Uh, and and well, let's let's talk about those guys, and then we'll we'll. Well, you know what? First off, let's talk let's about talk Dak about Prescott. the Cowboys. The dun, Cowboys. Dun, dun. Ricky, tell us. Dima, Dima they Primo. they re-signed Dak Prescott to a four-year, hundred sixty million dollar contract. Uh, I, was it exactly one hundred sixty? I remember. I think it was 156 point something. But anyways, huh. $66 million is, uh, a, I believe, guaranteed, which is no, a record. No, one, one, 120. Yeah, 60. You're right. Yeah. So just that right there. It's like, oh, my God, this guy tomorrow is going to have $66 million in his pocket. I wouldn't play anymore either. But, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's Dak Prescott. Here's the thing. Last season, and just thinking about him, seeing him play, I, I was just thinking from a fantasy perspective, like, we don't know much about this guy. Yes, he played amazing beginning the last season uh, on the franchise tag, but he missed every game except for five. Uh, he had that gruesome ankle lower leg injury that we all, uh, I don't know. Turned when our I, stomachs. Yes. And my buddy loaded his team with cowboys so when i saw it happen i saw him i could feel him from miles away just like shudder aye, aye, aye. Uh, but he's reportedly he's on track to be ready for training camp despite needing a cleanup surgery in december uh but it probably wasn't that bad because if he's back by summer this looks like a good deal especially if he's back at 100 percent. he doesn't turn 28 until july so he's still kind of in the prime of his career oh yeah um, nowadays the prime of people i don't know the, it, it depends what you want by prime <laughs> running throwing whatever uh because i mean looks like lamar jackson's prime has passed him the way he played uh but he's gonna be a dark horse mvp candidate which i hate to say but seeing the way he played the beginning of the season he could have been mvp if he stayed healthy the whole season especially Definitely. with the weapons he has Definitely. oh yeah well he was he was on his way to set records i mean he was already at a thousand yards at that point he was going to throw i think he was on pace to throw for six thousand yards i don't think any of us thought that was going to continue but he was going to throw for a ton, mm-hmm. ton and, of and, yards. and if you assume he recovers normally from that injury and he has the same supporting cast that he had has usually there's nothing that says they're not going to be a top team. They're not going to win the NFC East. Everyone's already thinking that. Um, but I, I mean, I hate to give the Cowboys any credit because it's like, just cause Prescott left, they fell apart. Is Prescott really that much of a, a staple in that team that the second they take him out, everyone sucks. So I think they need to kind of 
not rely on Dak so much. This way they can be a strong team uh, for next season. But, I mean, good for Dak. He does deserve it. He does carry that team on his back. But I think just by paying him and him being back, that doesn't solve the woes. Uh, Their line was garbage last year. Basura, basura. And that's weird. I mean, it, isn't that wasn't that a big drop off? I think that it wasn't. I mean, huge people, drop off because people, people were talking about, about how they were the yeah, best. Line. Yeah, yep. exactly. Dallas is old line has been great for what, like the last decade. It seems like we've been talking about how great the Dallas Cowboy offensive line has been, and now all of a sudden we're talking to them as if like, I mean, what happened? What was what injuries. was so drastic? It was injuries. Was it injuries? Okay. Yeah, it was all injuries, guys. I think I think by the end of the season. I think four of the five starters, or it might even all five starters, had been that, that were projected at the beginning of the season were out. And one of them, Tyron Smith, who's the the uh, he's the All Pro left tackle. He he missed most. Of, I think he missed more time than Dak Prescott did. Ricky, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna challenge you a little bit on that uh, on what you said about not having Dak do as much. I'm thinking you you're paying him this much money. He's got to be the star. He's got to yeah. he's got to do what what. Aaron Rodgers did last year. He's got to be like a Mahomes type. He's got to vault himself up into the la- that level. I, I think the one thing that we're going to not see as much, and I think it, it might be kind of a mental thing, is just how much running he's going to do. It, it's just, I think it's going to be, I think there's going to be a mental hurdle for him to get over on that. He already did. There always is. There always much, is. But. I, I think he'll he run. Some. I mean, he didn't he'll, run. He'll he didn't run as much as he didn't run as much as Kyler Murray or. He's or never going to run that much ever again. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, those see. guys run a lot, but then they'll slow down in a couple of years too. So. Yeah, but I think it's. Uh, I, 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 I'm. Hey, you know what? Hey, good for him. You know what? We're always pro pro the players. Better the players and get the money. I'm happy he's healthy. That's number one. I'm happy he's yeah. healthy. I'm happy he's getting his money. And honestly, I hope he does horrible and the whole team suffers and goes four and whatever. <laughs> four and 12. Because it would be just fun to see that. But I'm happy he's healthy and he's getting his money. He deserves that. I, hey, you know what? I would have loved to have seen that team play the way they did all with him all season because the way that as Basuda as that defense was, they were going to be in a lot of like 42 to 40 games. And just, I mean, he was going to put up some plenty of points and they were going to be like you know five and eleven six and ten but just scoring a million points and giving up a million points that that would have been fun. but, but the drama numbers. of seeing like a top tier quarterback go down and take oh. his whole team with them when like there's four or five people on fantasy football teams like that's some drama and that was fun to watch for a little i hate to see it because you don't want to get bit by that bug but yeah it's like a nascar race when everyone's watching daytona looking for the big one Oof. Ooh, yeah, so true. So true. Well, you know, we had some cuts and some franchise tags and just a lot of a lot of movement in the last couple of days. Uh, what's your what's your view on franchise tag? Is it good for the players? Better for the, the team? It's good for it, it's good for the team ultimately because they don't have to they get they get themselves an extra year before they really have to make a decision on play, on paying a guy big money. And the player so, gets paid like what the top five yes. or the fifth player and whatever the top, okay. the average of the top five at that position. So what ends up happening is that player gets paid, but they still have that carrot out there in front of them. It's like, Oh, you still got to perform. There's no getting fat and happy on this. So the, the, you know, and, and, it, I've heard this said a million times. There is no such thing as a bad one-year contract. 
And so it just, it incentivizes the player to be great that year and just, you know, and just really ball out and then get paid the next year. And doesn't and it they show could, kind they of like a two lack two. of loyalty to yeah, the, but, the player? Uh, of course, of course. But it's, uh, but you know, it also shows them that it's very much business and that these players, uh, you know, that, that the owners are, I mean, it, it's funny. I was hearing an interview with Michael Irvin talking about how he was negotiating with, uh, with Jerry Jones and how they're talking and everything like that. And it was just the two of them. They're going back and forth and Jerry Jones is totally sweet talking me, sweet talking them. And uh, all of a sudden he said, he was giving me every, he was making me feel so good while he was also telling me that I was not going to get any more of his money. So it's just <laughs> so uh, yeah. The playmaker was his birthday recently, but uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be. Uh, I, I I think uh, I mean you know we see it. Very few players get the big payday. It's really just like the Hall of Famers. You know, you got the stud quarterbacks who get paid, and unfortunately, some like Jared Goff or Carson Wentz, they take they go backward. So mm -hmm. no bueno. But you know, you got the Mahomes and Deshaun Watsons and and Dak Prescotts, they get paid, and then you get the aliens like, you know, Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack and those guys who get who get the big money at, yeah. at other, Deser other deservedly so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. If you're a stud, and you know, if you're a stud, if you're a Julio Jones, if you're one of those guys you know a megatron or something like that you deserve to be the highest paid player yeah you know so get him get your but money. at the same time the running backs is the same thing you know guys like nick chubb or guys like you know a few years back when zeke was just like the the, the guy you know why why weren't those getting those guys getting qb money or wide receiver money it's just so so let's talk about get who's getting a franchise tag right now yeah so i see chris godwin of the bucks obviously getting one after He's been phenomenal the past two, three years. I think it's been. Uh, was he a rookie last year? Or no, this year? is his third year. Okay, and he's had an amazing career. Even though no, he's been fourth year. With... Sorry, fourth, this is his fourth year, so he's going into his fifth. Sorry, and, and he's got a crap load of touchdowns. A lot of those, albeit, are going to be from Jameis Winston. Uh, and Allen Robinson from Chicago's also getting a franchise tag. I think both of those guys can get a a good amount of money elsewhere. Uh, and although Godwin can't find a better quarterback, Godwin's young, why develop rapport with a guy who's going to be gone in a year or two when you can go to a guy, a team with a young nucleus? That's why I feel Godwin. So I feel like him, this franchise tag, he probably doesn't want it. Hopefully he can get out of there. And with Robinson, I mean, I don't think anyone wants to stay in Chicago. No, with that, I mean, until we know who's going to be the quarterback. God, I mean, oh, heck, I mean, how, how do you, how are you feeling about the defense, the quarter, the quarterback situation in Chicago? I mean, it's just, oh man, I, I mean, so Trubisky's gone, right? Well, he's a free I mean, agent. So they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're more than they're, likely gone. So is, is Deshaun Watson, I mean, is he primed to show up in Chicago? I mean, that's kind of like all, all signs are pointing to Deshaun Watson. I mean, obviously that's, that's not happened. So I, I mean, is is full still there? I mean, what 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 exactly is the situation? So let's say Deshaun Watson doesn't make it to Chicago. Who they're rolling with? Nick Foles? They are. We don't know. Have to right? Pick, pick from the carousel that doesn't have much. <laughs> it's it's really going to be musical chairs with the right. quarterbacks because we. I mean, who knows? It could be Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> and that's not great. I wouldn't want to no. stay there either. I'd be. I wouldn't like the fact I got franchise tagged if I was Robinson. If Fitzpatrick, and that's a waste. 
of a franchise tag for Chicago. Right. If they're not they even know if who they're going to they're going to pass on next season because they they pick a I mean, yeah, Fitz is great, but I think having him be your starting quarterback, I think you know you're not making the playoffs. Um, you just want to put on a show for fans so that they still come unless to they can games. pick up some unless they do something magical with the, with the NFL draft. You know, if they pick it up like be. a Justin Herbert type, I mean, I, I mean, well, I mean, obviously we'll talk about the draft, you know, the, the QB class of the, of the upcoming draft and maybe Chicago does something there and picks up something, uh, something special in draft. So, yeah, but I guess we'll see. I mean, Justin, they're picking like at number 20. So Justin Herbert was gone at number six and he yeah. was, you know, now we're thinking, Hey, number six was too, way too late for him. And I right. don't think they have much to trade. So no, they don't, they don't. Cause they, I mean, they're just, they're just getting back their draft capital after they, they gave up two number one picks for Khalil Mack. So, I mean, Robinson, one of the things that they may get stuck with, they may get stuck with Sam Darnold. So I just don't yeah. see why they franchised Robinson if they're not going to utilize him, but we'll see. Well, there Godwin, Godwin Audius, obviously he's one of many wide receivers there. They're going to be in playoff position, but Robinson, it's like, it, I don't know. I just don't see why they would want him for another year. Yeah. But let's talk about the guys who didn't get, get franchised. And one of them deeply affected Hector's brother, Primo Victor, <laughs> Kenny G. Kenny Galladay, man. Now, uh... what was he saying? That he's no longer gonna be a fan of Detroit because like Kenny G was like his last favorite one or what? Yeah, it was like I think, Kenny yeah, I think G he said he's he's giving up the ghost. Is basically what he said. Like I'm done. Like Stafford's gone, and uh, Galladay's gone. I mean DeAndre Swift. He, Vic, Vic's not hanging around for DeAndre Swift. So I think uh, he's basically what he's saying is I, I'm out. He's uh, he's I, I don't know. He's unfollowing. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Lions. I don't know. What, I don't know what you call it. He's breaking up with them. I don't, I don't know what. What Ricky, do you call you, that? You know, when you Ricky, you've got an open team. window. You've uh, got an yeah, open window, probably, Ricky. He's probably going to go to the Rams. <laughs> uh, unlike Galladay, who one league source is predicting he'll go to the Dolphins or the Giants. Um, Galladay, I hope. I mean, it'd be awesome to see him be a Charger, only because I would love more weapons for Herbert. Ooh, but I mean, yes. Galladay's. The one bad thing for Galladay is uh, the whole salary cap floor going for him. Uh, so I can see him doing a one-year deal, maybe going to like a super team like the Bucks just for one year, but not like necessarily them, but let's say Green Bay, he goes for one year. Oh, can you imagine that. him? Wow. And Devontae uh, Adams? It would be phenomenal. But anyone Forget he goes it. to, it's going to be phenomenal. Imagine him going to Arizona and going next to Hopkins. Yep. Uh, and just letting Murray be, you know, basically free realm in the back. So Galladay can do anything, uh, whether he decides to do a one-year contract. Teams aren't going to want to sign him for long deals because he's usually injured. So, Yeah, I, I, last year I had Stafford as my QB, and that just that just killed me. Without Galladay there, for pretty much, I mean, the majority of the season. Man, it was, And there's was, a lot of good, tough. and we'll talk about it later, there's a lot of good wide receivers in the free agency. So that'll make him have to accept less, too, Unless a team's just wowed by what he can do, and he's an amazing pass catcher, so yep. Someone who who unless you want to talk about more about Galladay, I was going to talk about someone who I think's been underutilized. That if he goes to the right team, he can go for it. Aaron Jones. Uh, I don't I don't like him usually because I always felt like the Packers didn't utilize him enough. You'd see him blow up here and then get zero, blow up there, then nothing. 
And I feel like if he can go to a team that's ready to just ram the ball, if he can go to like, uh, just thinking off the top of my head, if, if he can kick Sanders to the side and take over that Philadelphia Eagle team, or and I the Dolphins, any, the Dolphins, the Dolphins. I, I feel like the Dolphins have a young running back core, and I don't think it's the running game that's holding the Dolphins back. So I don't think they need to chase Aaron Jones. How about how about this so, one? How about this one? Arizona, Kenyon Drake walked. It's only Chase Edmonds there right now. He's free agent. Really? Yeah. He's in a he's in a finest spot. Kenyon Drake. I kind of feel like spot. he was. I kind of feel like he was underappreciated last year. The guy is a stud. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I he's that. a he's a hit or miss stud. But uh, I, think he's mo- I think he's mostly a hit. If, if they use if they use him the right way, the, the guy can run. The guy can get yards. Aaron Jones is definitely a highlight this running back yeah. class. Way more than the next guy, Chris Carson. I love Chris Carson, but I think I don't think he's as durable. But dude can catch. Dude can do everything. Um, I think he'll be a sneaky pickup next season, no matter where he goes. Uh, only because I don't think a lot of people are going to value him, value him that much. But I don't know. I, I I hope he goes to somewhere. He's going to go to like a mid-level team. I don't see Chris Carson changing any team and making them all of a sudden a playoff contender or a Super Bowl contender. But I see him going to a, a well-balanced team. That one's that he's a he's a very interesting one. I almost feel like whoever loses out on Aaron Jones is going to get Chris Carson. And it's not that bad of a backup. You you give up the the fanciness and the you know the big fire plays. But Chris Carson, he does his duty, man. And he can like I said, he can catch the ball. He's been catching him, even though he's been catching great balls from Russell Wilson. The dude, uh the dude is more than just a runner. No, exactly. Exactly. Yep. And I'm trying, I'm looking at teams right now. Uh, hey, what do you think of him in Pittsburgh? James Connors walking. So that's one possibility. I, I don't know, man. Big, big Ben's coming back. I, I just don't see what big Ben has left in the tank at all. I mean, even if they have, even if Chris Carson comes in at running back, they have a great receiving core. They had a great receiving core last year yeah. and Con- and Connor. And just and Big Ben just what, what did he do with that? It just he didn't he didn't he, I, I don't know man I, I'm just I'm very skeptical of what Big Ben has left in the tank. I really don't see him doing much regardless of who his running back is because he had he had the weapons last year he had all the weapons last year and it's just he just he just didn't do anything with it. I don't well, think he has anything left to be honest. He seems like an Atlanta running back. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Uh, I think just yeah. I, I could see Atlanta utilizing him that way because they're not going to need him to run that much. Yeah. So, and you know, and, and your boy Hunter Henry, you, are you okay with that? He's going I'm away. I'm cool with it because dude was always injured. People were pissed, but it's like, I'd rather go get Jonu Smith or I'd rather get a tight end who I know can block. I'd rather have a tight end that can block way over a fancy pass catcher. Cause you know what? The Chargers have a crap load of wide receivers and running backs if we can just get that extra blocker for for Herbert, that's fine. We don't need to pay extra for uh, for Hunter Henry, and, and I loved him. And, and he was pretty him. good. He was pretty good in, in the running but game. He was good, but I mean, fool wants too much money. Get out of here. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're going to see next week. So we're we're recording this uh, on the ninth. 
So coming out on the 10th. And so next week on the 17th, we're going to start to see the running, the, all of the, all of the free agents signing, you know, it could be Jameis Winston, though. I think, uh, I think he's going back to new Orleans, Mitchell Trubisky. Where does he end up? Cam Newton. Does he go back to new England? Alex Smith, where's his next stop? Fitzmagic, tons of running backs, tons of running backs Fournette. We already talked about Drake. Connor, I mean, just uh-huh. Todd Gurley, and and then on the receivers, Juju Smith-Schuster is is one of the after Kenny Galladay. I think uh, Juju is the next biggest name. T. Y. Hilton's out there. He's a little bit long in the tooth, as Ricky loves to hear us say, but he's yeah. available. Will Fuller coming off of a the PED success, suspension. So almost have it. There's going to be a, uh, there's going to be some movement. It's going to be interesting to see this. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna start to see a lot of teams really start to form their their strategy for the draft based on what they sign and we're, and we're going to take a look at who you know who's adding offensive linemen who's adding defenders when they really needed that so it's good i think this is i think next week is gonna is gonna be a really good appetizer for the draft for us and we always love appetizers so oh, yeah, yeah that's what i thought i was like mm, appetizers. <laughs> Ooh, ceviche. Little ceviche. <laughs> ceviche little little chips and salsa ceviche Guacamole, that's it. oh yeah ceviche on a little tostada oh life's good life is good life, life is good, good. Oh, boom well hey let's get in the main event the super sophomores dun, dun, dun. part three of our series and uh they were doing the wide receivers this time so i mean i mean boys it, parece que I'm telling you, wide receivers are taking over the league. I mean, I, I did a little checking. 34 wide receivers got drafted last year. So, I mean, it, it's just amazing. Six in You're the You're talking about round. like in the pros or the fantasy? Just in the NFL. Okay. Just in the NFL draft. 34 got drafted. In the is that NFL a record? Draft. I mean, is that like a big jump? From I believe it was. Years? I think right? 30. It seems think, like it. Yeah. I think 30 was the record. I think they're expecting 30 to get drafted in this in this draft. But, I mean, you got you had six in the first round, which was a record. 13 in the sec, by the second round. And you had 18 by round four. I mean, it was just, I mean, studs. And then the production, we saw some incredible production. I mean, five of those rookies were in the top 40 in PPR scoring on the season. So, I mean, and and some of them look like they're ready to take another jump. So, and I don't think anybody took a bigger jump than the first guy that, uh, Ricky, tell us about this guy, the, our wide receiver one among our super sophomores. JJ, Justin J, Jeffy J, they call him. Uh, <laughs> Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings, wide receiver six. That's six overall PPR, Georgie. Yep. And this guy was just a monster. Uh, A lot of people didn't expect it. They saw Diggs leaving. No one knew what Jefferson could do. And boom, he he made Thielen still be good. And with eight receptions out of 125 uh, targets, this guy easily next year can hit over 100 receptions. Uh, in fact, I bet you he probably will. If there's no injuries, he will easily get over 100. And he had 1,400 yards, which is incredible for a rookie. I believe he is right behind Herbert for rookie of the year. Yeah. Uh, only, he, just, yeah. he just needs more touchdowns, and he'll be there. But now I see that, Georgie, this R122, is that going to be round one? That was when he was, that was, that's when he was selected last year. Okay, I thought this is now. Do we know where he was drafted in fantasy this past year, or was he a free agent? Way for everybody? late. Yeah, it was way late. Uh, way late. Keep talking, and I'll find it. <laughs> All right. Well, 
1,400 yards as a rookie, it's a record. He dun, broke dun, Moss's dun. record of 1313, which is a cool number. Uh, but Moss had 17 touchdowns. So that's what I mean. Even though he had seven touched, even though he had this great year, he needs more touchdowns. That's what's going to really break him out to be uh, an elite, basically uh, wide receiver one for a lot of people. And uh, can he do that with feeling on his team? I, I, I think, I think, you know, that, I, I don't think it's feeling that's holding him back. I think it's more of the quarterback that's holding him back. Cousins. I don't know, um, man. Because I, I think feeling him and Thielen can battle right, it out, right? I yeah, mean, yeah, but they can battle it out. They can easily each get ten touchdowns each in a season, or one get fifteen, the other get ten. It's just Cousins just isn't there, especially that's with the true. teams they yeah, play. That's true. You got to be throwing a lot of balls against uh, Green Bay to beat them. So yeah. we'll see what they do next season. If they uh, they can't do anything else with because they still have Cousins, but we'll see. Uh, and he was when he first started playing, Jefferson was a typical rookie. He only had five receptions in the first two games. That could be because they didn't have preseason. But after that, he was just on fire. So it, it makes me really want to look at the preseason this season and kind of see yep. by week three, week four, are we going to see those rookies step up and also be more forgiving when they don't show up the first two weeks? Because Jeff Justin Jefferson to be the sixth best wide receiver and still have two games that were snowballs. It, it just shows how great he was on average for the rest of those games. Mm -hmm. His best game being 175 yards with a touchdown and seven receptions. What is that in, in regular football? That would be 23 point in regular fantasy football, 23 and a half points, but in uh, bonuses, PPR, PPR. I mean, this is what? 12, Gosh, 36 points. That's phenomenal for this guy. And he had six more hundred yard games. So this is someone that you should be looking out for to get your second wide receiver on your team. I wouldn't want him as my wide receiver one, but if you can sneak him in and have him be your second one, you don't have to worry anymore about wide receivers. And then he also had nine games with eight or more targets. Seven of them were 10 plus. So He's getting action. He just needs to turn that action into touchdowns, but he's definitely making yards. So I don't know. Where was he drafted, Georgie, in, in our league? 11th round. <laughs> no, actually, he didn't get he didn't get drafted in our league. He got drafted in the, the, the average ADP was 11th round. Our league, he, he was picked up in uh, on waivers? He was on waivers. Wow. Okay. Well, we didn't do him enough justice in uh, – <laughs> I, and I we liked like, him. And do you I guys remember like when we other when wide we, receivers got drafted before him? When we talked about rookies, we liked him. You know, Jerry Judy got we picked did. before him. Rugs got picked before him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all these guys, Jalen Rieger got picked before him. All these guys were, you know, and obviously CD Lamb and Yeah, uh, because Thielen. I think everyone saw Thielen as being the you know the workhorse. And because uh, you know, Jefferson coming out of college was just a slot guy, right? LSU, he was a slot guy, like, oh, you know, he's just gonna be like second fiddle. To Adam Thielen, and here he goes, just blowing up in, in Minnesota. So you know, he did exactly what Minnesota needed him to do, yep, and that was yep. be a decoy for Thielen. And then when teams started thinking, "Oh, we'll discard Thielen, let this guy get his feet," <laughs> he just boom, blew him out. <laughs> exactly. Him out. Then by then, he gets used to the defenses, and it's over. Yeah, man. Utterly amazing. Utterly amazing. Just, I mean, just a beautiful ball player. I think he was one of the guys that taught the lesson of draft talent. 
you just got to draft talent that, and it, and he was going into the opportunities. So I think that's one of the things we're going to look at this year is and, and who's what getting... a way to follow up Diggs. Honestly, yeah, to get rid right, of right? Stephon Diggs. Yeah, man. Everyone's looking at you like, how could you do that? And then boom, you pull up this talent. It's like, all right, all right, you're forgiven a little yeah, bit. No, yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you're forgiven a lot. I'm sure Minnesota fans bought a lot of Justin Jefferson jerseys. They, I, I think. After <laughs> week sure. two, they did. Yep, yep, <laughs> definitely. So they're, they're, after that, they were like, "Digs who?" <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? I just I I, I messed up. He got picked in the thirteenth round. So I, yeah, by Jesse uh, by Vic. Oh, Vic picked Justin Jefferson. Wow. Yeah. So thirteenth round, uh, right, right after the Minnesota defense, and right before Hunter Henry. So gotta okay. love that. Gotta <laughs> love that. And I kind of love that someone drafted Hunter Henry in our league. <laughs> was, that was that Here's me? Was that me? That him? sounds like Manny. No, I think it was you. <laughs> I think it was, was it me. Uh, no, it was Manny who, dra- who drafted, who drafted <laughs> him. So, gotta love it. Hunter Henry. Well, let's go to Dallas. Heck, take let's us go to, to Dallas, Dallas, baby. Dallas Cowboys, C.D. Lamb. Convince me, Hector. Convince me why this guy well, is worth anything. So you don't think he is? First of all, 74 Cowboys. I hate talking about anything Cowboys. <laughs> okay, so, so so George, let's talk about the Cowboys. Every year we talk about a wide receiver on their team. Last yeah, look, year was, I mean, who's the guy, Galpin? Gallup. Galpin Ford. Michael Gallup. Gallup. <laughs> the Galpin so, Ford. <laughs> I, was, I, I heard so much about Michael right, Gallup and how he was supposed to tear it up this okay, year. Okay, Relax. listen to this. Understand. CD. Justin, it was Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Those two, those were the basic number one, two punch. Jefferson had 88 catches. On the Cowboys, you had CeeDee Lamb, you had Amari Cooper, you had Michael Gallup, a three-headed monster, and CeeDee Lamb only had 14 fewer catches than Justin Jefferson, the guy that we said is like the most amazing guy. 14 catches, 14 fewer catches only than Justin Jefferson. I mean, I think, I think one team had more garbage time than the other. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I don't know if you, if, I don't know if that accounts for garbage time, 935 total yards, five TDs. And then Dak obviously got hurt so that, you know, Andy Dalton is definitely not Dak Prescott. So that obviously affected CeeDee Lamb's numbers, but man, this guy, you know, what was it? Uh, week two against Atlanta, six catches out of nine targets, 106 yards. But then again, came back week seven with a donut. Um, only two games that he had above 100 yards. You know, that was those, of course, with Dak Prescott. So I'm looking, you know, after Dak comes back, I think CeeDee Lamb may be in position to take over as the lead guy there. Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. I mean, the lead it's hard. Guy. The lead guy. It's hard to say because, like I said, it is a three-headed monster. It's like what they have over there in – like what they had – over there in Pittsburgh with, with, with their uh, strong wide receiver core. Cooper, Lamb, and Gallup, this is a strong, a strong receiving core. Maybe one of the tops in the whole league. I mean, I think, didn't we, didn't, uh, isn't Pittsburgh going to lose Juju, I think? So this yeah. may be the top receiving yep. core in the entire NFL coming into this year. Um, you know, it's, it's very difficult to bet against CeeDee Lamb. I mean, Dak's going to be back. He just got paid a big, giant contract. He wants to show everybody what he's got. We're going to see some big things. Week five, CeeDee Lamb put up eight catches, 124 yards up against the Giants. I mean, yes, it is the Giants, but he still went for 124. 
Um, I, you know, he's a big dude, 6'2", 198 pounds. That, that's kind of where everything's leading to, you know, the, the big receivers, Megatron bodies, you know, that's what we're, we're, we're looking for, that the quarterbacks are looking for. Dak's definitely going to be looking for him. He has a year under his belt. I'm looking for big things out of C.D. Lamb next year. And, uh, yeah, I think he could definitely improve upon 74, 935, and 5 TDs. C.D. Lamb made one of the best catches I saw last year where he was just like in the air. I remember that. Par- I remember parallel like, to the ground. Yeah, it, was, it was like the Matrix. It was like the Matrix catch. Yes. Like- <laughs> and, and, and so he's just amazing. He's just amazing. So I look at him. I think he's going to fill out a little bit more. I think he's going to be I, – I think he's going to kind of like – uh, I don't know if he'll have like an AJ Brown type of body, but I think he's going to be, he's going to fill out and become a, kind of a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I look at this guy and he, I think he's, he, he's, I mean, this is a team that's going to throw. Hopefully they work on their offensive line in the draft and, and in free agency. So I, I, I just, I look at this, I mean, he may make, uh, you know, Cooper, I mean, Cooper cup, uh, <laughs> Amari Cooper. He may make him expendable in the future. So he might, he might, they might say he, this guy's got to be our number one and let's let him go. Or they let Michael Gallup go and they just have two stud, you know, type number one receiver. So just a, a wonderful ball player, wonderful ball player. I think uh, Chris Sims had him as his number one receiver last year with, I think Justin Jefferson was his number two. And I think uh, it's, it's, it's going to come through this year. I think the big thing you would, is you think CD lamb is going to outperform Justin Jefferson. No, I don't. I don't. I think he's going to take a big step up, though. For I think sure. he's going to. I think he's going to take a step up. I, 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 Hector. I think you po- pointed out. You know, uh, no. I think Ricky, you pointed out that, that Justin Jefferson was going to go over a hundred, a hundred receptions. Totally see that. Totally see that. He's going to mm-hmm. be one of the. Oh yeah. One of the G guys and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, CD. Maybe he doesn't go to that, but I think he's going to. His his uh, receptions are going to go up because Dak Prescott throws down the field a lot more, and he's going to be looking for CD Lamb. I think it's going to be really good. Yep. Yep. So the next guy, I got the next guy, Jerry Judy. Judy, Judy, Judy. Alabama. Alabama. Tide. But he was a big disappointment. He was a big disappointment. Went in the first round, mm-hmm. uh, number 15 overall. And in fantasy drafts, he went, uh, where is he in that? He's, he went in the 10th round of most fantasy drafts. Uh, but, you know, 52 receptions on 113 targets. I mean, you, you can't do that. You got to be a guy with his route running ability and his reputation for having good hands. I mean, just, uh, I mean, disappointments all around. I mean, maybe part of it came about the fact that Drew Locke didn't throw a pretty ball and obviously and drew Locke was out for a couple of games here and there. they also so had a game with no quarterback. With no quarterback where they had to play with no quarterback uh, they should have done the veer offense or the wishbone or something like that but you know he had a lot of drops he had 10 drops on this season which was number three in the league and uh, i i just think he this is a guy who's a prime candidate to take a step forward somebody i i heard on another podcast somebody was talking about like the 2012 players with the most drops and it was just like an all-star all-star team i mean it was just receiver all the receivers who were just phenomenal it just i think it happens i think it shows opportunity i think judy is going to take uh is a guy who's primed to take a step forward on one condition they need a better quarterback than drew lock i just i don't think drew i don't know if drew lock is the guy 
Right. I think he. I think he's a guy who just. No um, way, really. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know you want him to see. I know you want to see him be the quarterback again, Ricky. Is uh, the Chargers fan? I think he deserves another three years. <laughs> of course, gotta love it. Gotta love it. But you know, one of the things that I do give Judy a, a big props to, he had a horrible week sixteen against your Chargers where he had six receptions on 15 targets and he had a lot of drops in that game. He came back the next week. He had, and I, and I remember this because I played him in DFS and he had the 92 yard touchdown pass. Uh, he ended up five receptions on seven catches for 140 yards and the touchdown. He won me some money on DFS. So he was fantastic. So I I'm, he's a guy you know, with the right quarterback situation. And I think the fact that Cortland Sutton being healthy on the other side is going to help him take a step forward. I think they're going to need to be a team that throws a lot because of the fact that they're in the same division as Patrick Mahomes in the same division as Justin Herbert. So I think it's going to be, I, I, and we don't know how that defense is going to be. Are they still going to, are, they weren't very good against the, they were kind of neutral against the pass last year. So I, I think it, there's going to be plenty of opportunities for Jerry Judy to take a step forward. Just give me a new quarterback. Deshaun <laughs> Watson, get over there. Right. I, I'd, I'd love to see the wild West really be the wild West. I'm cool now. Right. T- talking about getting me a new, new quarterback, let's talk about Brandon Ayuk over here with the Niners. Who's going to be his quarterback? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're stuck with Jimmy G until, I mean, the front office, I think they're stuck with Jimmy G. The fans yeah. are over Jimmy G. Yep. Everyone's over Jimmy G, yep. except for the actual Niners organization. So right. I think we already knew it was a bad idea from the start. But I mean, that's they got to the Super Bowl, and that's about as close as they're going to get. But yeah, Brandon Ayuk ended up, you know, wide receiver 35. You know, he ended up 748 yards receiving, five TDs, uh, a couple of rushing TDs, right? Six rushes, uh, 77 yards, two TDs. So we got put together a a pretty decent year there. Surprisingly explosive at times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, week seven, uh, six catches, 115 yards. Week eight, eight catches, 91 yards. Uh, you know, nine plus targets, five of his last six games. So they really were looking for him. It, it was interesting. You know, all, all of a sudden, you know, every time you watch the Niners, you know, towards the end of the season there, Brandon Ayuk's name just kept coming up. You know, Debo Samuel was out. He had some injury problems. Killer was out. So, yeah, they needed to lean on somebody. And that somebody was definitely Brandon Ayuk. So, I mean, with Debo Samuel being healthy, Kill being healthy, I think we're going to see a little bit of a drop off there with Ayuk. I don't know if he's primed to be, uh, you know, anything but maybe kind of a middle of the road or kind of just an average receiver there on the Niners because he's going to be, I think, number three now in the picking order, you know, with Samuel back and Kittle back. So, you know, and then obviously we have some big time QB questions there. So I like Ayuk. I, I, I think he's, he's a great receiver, but I think now there's just too many mouths to feed there in San Francisco. I think you're definitely right with that. Uh, the only benefit for him is they will try to use him in the running game, mm-hmm. but Debo and Kittle, like you got to throw them the ball. Right. Maybe you can benefit from being the little side piece from that. Right. But Jimmy G sucks. <laughs> uh, I don't think you, it's not a quarterback that you're trying to in daily fantasy that you're trying to stack with anyone. So I just feel like it, he's not fantasy relevant. Therefore, Brandon Ayuk, he's not going to get drafted next year in a 12 man league. Uh, with just two wide receivers. I just don't see why. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
can see him getting picked. I think I think people Yeah, are by someone him. like Manny, but <laughs> at the end he had in in uh he ended up getting picked in the 12th round last year, so he we on average draft position. That was because Debo was injured. Yeah, cuz Debo was injured. And he didn't even do that much in the first couple games. So I I look at I look at Ayuk, I think because of his strong finish you know, people are going to have that recency bias. They're going to look at the fact that, oh, the, he was good at the end. He was good at the end. So I think I, I think they're going to like him. I think they're going to expect a lot. I just worry that it's going to be Kittle's show. Kittle is the guy. And I think it's going to be splitting the – I'm going to I'm going to stat it out a little bit later, but uh, I think it's going to be splitting the, the targets between Ayuk and Debo after that. And I just don't know if it's going to be – I don't know if he's going to be able to deliver on his draft where he's going to get drafted in the coming season. So that's going to be tough for him. Yep. All right, Rick. Vegas, baby, Vegas, Ricky. Vegas. This was very disappointing when I read the script today and saw that I needed to speak about Henry Ruggs. (laughs) He was a wide receiver 94. Ouch. Even though he was wide receiver number one drafted in the NFL draft last year. Round one, number 12, huge letdown. Now I see here, Georgie, it says leg injury preseason play. What preseason? Are you no, talking about just practice? No, before, before the season. Remember, remember he had that like weird thing that like his leg got pinned uh, when he was moving furniture and it gave him like a quadriceps contusion. I remember that. I do remember so, that. Now that you're mentioning it, like a buddy of his was helping him move yeah. to Vegas and they kind of laughed it off and said, oh, it's not a big deal. And people were like, what the hell are you doing moving furniture, bro? Like you're a rookie in the NFL. Like you should pay people to do that for you. And yeah, I do remember so, that. So he did have a hamstring injury earlier in the, quad, the season. Quadrice- well, he had the quadriceps injury early. early. And well, he- in the hamstring early later in the season. So it's right. Maybe he comes back. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is gone from yep. the Las Vegas Raiders. So they're going to have to throw in the ball more. Last year, he, he had in 13 games, 26 receptions. God, that's pathetic. Sorry. Sorry, but I love hearing, I love hearing it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> and then 452 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, big, big letdown. But then again, so was the Las Vegas Raiders. They couldn't put on the same magic that the hockey team did, obviously. Mm-hmm. But his best game, which was his whole season, I guess, because it was like a quarter of his yards. Week three against Kansas City when they won. Uh, two for three for 118 yards, one touchdown. Two for three. Come on. Like, that can't be your your highlight game. But anyways, it was the only 100-yard game of his season Six games with less than 18 yards. Wow. Obviously, and and not to mention twice he got donuts, and I hope, Georgie, that's more than just the donuts he got from his injuries. (laughs) Uh, But obviously he's got to do better next season, guys. Obviously he's going to be their number one wide receiver. Even their GM, Mike Mayock, said that Ruggs has got to get better. He will. And, you know, but would you, know, you bet on it? Would you put him on a team? No. Would you put him? <laughs> for example, this is the type of player in fantasy football in the draft that you're drooling over because that you would take over Ayuk because this guy's got the he's got hold of wide receiver one 
in a team that's going to need to pass eventually that's going to pass to Waller that basically their wide receivers should be able to get open. So it's like, Ooh, rugs looks sneaky. He's a sneaky sleeper only because no one's going to be looking at him because of how crappy he was his rookie year. And like Georgie said, 2012 <laughs> drops, right? For the, yep. the wide receivers had a lot of hall of famers. I'm not saying rugs is going to be a hall of famer, but I'm saying, Hopefully last year was last year, and hopefully we can see him as a sleeper. Rookie, you're gonna be able to pick rest. him. Maybe you're gonna be rest, able to maybe. pick him in the eleventh round, tenth round, easily, probably right now, depending on what happens uh, with free agency. You know what I could see? I could see him being one of those guys that you pick at the end of the draft, and then you end up dropping him to get a, a kicker or a defense. Because you didn't want it. I could see the Raiders picking up a wide receiver. There's a lot of wide receivers out there. I could see the Raiders picking someone up. They probably will. Who knows? Maybe they bring back Nelson Aguilar if he if he doesn't if he doesn't have too much money. So maybe they get Galladay. Maybe they try to become flashy. What? Who knows what they're going to do? Oh my goodness! Who knows? Crazy Juju. Who knows? They got so many options. Yes, sir. (laughs) Well, let's go to Cincinnati. I'm going to take us to Cincinnati with T. Higgins, who was Cincinnati. Yeah, Uh, he was wide receiver 28 last year, uh, right in front of his teammate Tyler Boyd. So he was a second round pick. He was the number one pick in the second round, and we I I remember we all really liked him. Yeah, coming out of we still do. We still like him. Oh yeah, still still big fans. I mean, had a had a really had a very good season. Not a kind of like a similar season to like CD solid season for someone who lost their starting quarterback. Yes, could have been super duper season. Yeah, if he didn't uh, if he didn't lose Burrow, man, who knows what would have happened? T Higgins would have just been like wow. Also, to be number three on that wide receiver list. Oh, mm-hmm. I think I think he would have been. I think he would have been much higher on the uh, rookie sure. wide receivers. But you know, sure. it was it, it, it was interesting. I mean, you know, he's he's one of those tall, lanky receivers, 6'4", 216 pounds. Just he's still got that you know long arms. He's get, he's got very he's got good speed. He doesn't have top end speed like a Rugs or or one of those guys, or even Justin Jefferson is much faster than him. But you know, he's got. I mean, he he's got that that ball hawk ability. He's just mm-hmm. a really good. You know. Uh, pass catcher and i think assuming that joe burrow has a, a good recovery and there there are still some question marks i listened to a uh, podcast with our uh, buen amigo uh dr edwin porras who's going to be on this show uh very soon and he is, he was talking about how the injury to joe burrow was so extensive that it might actually be he's actually fading him a little bit for this season Right for this or, season, that, or at the that, very least, at the very least for the first half of the season. That's that sounds reasonable. Yeah, so it's it's going to be very interesting to see kind of how he performs. And Ricky, I think you pointed it out last week that he's not going to run. You're not going to expect him to run much. So I not, I, I not anymore. Yeah, but I think he'll be back there, assuming they they fix up their offensive line, get get some more big bo- big boys up there. I think Higgins is prime to get some more receptions because of the fact that AJ green, this is another team that had three receivers with hundred plus targets. Uh, I wrote receptions on there. Sorry. It, it's targets. Uh, you have Boyd with 110, you had Higgins with 108 and AJ green with 104. AJ green. That is expected. surprising. I can't yeah. believe AJ green had 104 targets. We did. We, we barely talked about him at all. That's, that's the crazy part. That's he had exceptions, a, not targets. Yeah. Well, that's targets, right? 
Yeah, those are targets. Oh, it says uh, three That's Cincinnati wide receivers. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I've, I, 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 I corrected myself on there. So yeah, I, I can see the targets being high only because garbage time, the end of the season. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. But AJ Green was still listed on the depth chart higher than Higgins. That's weird. So for Higgins to still be able to get 108, I mean, I, you don't like AJ Green? Well, I think AJ. I don't. It doesn't he's matter done, how, right? what I like. He's he's leaving the team. He's yeah, a free he's agent. Done. He's done so skin. that's that's leaving 104 targets. You figure even if he just gets, you know, 40 of those, 25 of them. Yeah, 25. That's 133 targets. That's a good jump. That's a good jump. I really like T Higgins this year as a possibility. Yes. Big fan. Still a big yeah. fan. <laughs> I, I think it's about time we start talking about good wide receivers. All right. All right. Well, Hector, tell us about a, a, a good wide receiver. Chase Claypool, wide receiver 23. He's a good wide receiver coming out of University of Notre Dame. Better than good, heck. He's great. Okay. He's great. <laughs> well, great, He's, especially when you think that Juju's gone. So I'm sorry. Yes. Now, 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 what we do know is that there's a lot of targets that are, that are left on the table to the number of 128 that Juju's leaving behind. So there's going to be a lot. Deontay is great. Claypool is great. Big Ben is not great. And that is the concern that I have is that these guys are, I mean, any other quarterback in the NFL, I think these guys would put up bigger numbers. I'm not convinced at all that Big Ben is going to do something with these guys. I mean, yes, he had some flashes of greatness, but he's definitely in the twilight, maybe past the twilight of his career. Um, yes, there was that one game. I mean, if you think about Chase Claypool, if you play fantasy at all, you're going to think about that one game that he had week five against the Eagles, four total TDs. That was just bananas. People were going to talk about that for a long time. It was on Sports Center like all night long. I remember watching Sports Center that night like it was Chase Claypool. You're going to see Chase Claypool, 110 yards receiving, three TDs and one rushing. So, I mean, that was just, I mean, for a rookie, four TDs, I mean, for anybody, four TDs is great, but for a rookie to do it, fantastic. It just shows what the guy can do. Uh, He's, I mean, coming out of Notre Dame, you knew that this guy was going to be something special and he did not disappoint. Um, 162 catches, 873 yards, not, you know, nine receiving TDs, two rushing TDs. So 11 TDs. I mean, that is not nothing. That's nothing to sneeze at for sure. 11 TDs for any receiver much less a, a rookie receiver. So props to Chase Claypool. I see big things coming from him in the future. Is it going to be this year? I don't know. To me, in my opinion, I would like to see him with a different quarterback. I'm just, you know, I'm fading Ben Roethlisberger big time. I, you know, I, if he would have, you know, announced his retirement this year, I would have been like, okay, you know what? It was time. I think a lot of people would have said, okay, cool. It's time. So I, I just don't, I just didn't see it last year and I see it even less next year. I mean, am I, am I crossing my fingers that I'm wrong? Yes. I would love to see Big Ben come out guns blazing and Claypool and Deontay have super seasons. My next door neighbor is a diehard Pittsburgh Steeler fan. And I, you know, I'd rather have conversations with him about how awesome Pittsburgh did than not. So, <laughs> but you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but I, I'm, a, I'm a big Claypool fan and I, I, I only see great things coming for this guy. Again, tied 13th in the league, 11 total TDs, nothing to sneeze at. Big fan. Your neighbor's a fool. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, I love Claypool. I think the fact that Juju's gone, yeah, you definitely get to see his his uh, his targets go up and 
he'll definitely get more efficient. And with Big Ben there, I feel like, you know what, Big Ben's got maybe two years left. Mm. Uh, oh, I, don't, no. I don't know what I don't happened. Know, I don't know what happened. Maybe the one. They were on fire the first half of the season last like the first, year. Like, not four, maybe the first like four games. No, I don't know what to call it the, the first, first seven games. At but, least. Then, but, but then how did they just implode for the rest of the season? Like it's like he forgot how to play football. It was weird. Well, like, their offense, their offense just got broken. I mean, they couldn't yeah. run the ball and big Ben and the offensive line really started to take step backwards. They get, they suffered some injuries. So kind of like the Cowboys. So that's, that's a tough part. And they got, they got weird. You know, the second half of the season, they stopped throwing to Claypool. It was like, they were just throwing to Deontay Johnson and right. Juju. Deontay in the second. Yeah. I was getting mad targets at the end. That was they weird. definitely need to draft a quarterback because they need to prepare. Yes. yes. I, I don't want to give up on big Ben. I still think big Ben's going to make, Claypool more valuable than Jefferson. So what round are you drafting him in next year, Rick? Who? Big Ben. I'm drafting him right after I pick up my kicker. (laughs) Exactly. But wait a second. Hold on. I I think we just heard some a fire take. Uh, Claypool (laughs) over Justin Jefferson. I said right behind. Right right behind behind him. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So you're looking at those two are definitely going to be out of everyone we're talking about. They're the two fire picks, obviously, by far. But I think those two are also the only two that we should be talking about in regards to fantasy relevance. Everyone else is garbage. No one's going to pick them up or use them throughout the whole season, including C.D. Lamb. (laughs) He'll be someone that gets used during bye weeks. For example, I got to talk about Jalen Rigor right now. He's not going to get picked up by anyone in our fantasy league. He's got that wide receiver one over there in, in Philadelphia. He's also got that chip on his shoulder because he was picked right before Justin Jefferson. However, Rigor hurt his shoulder. He missed five games, four of them on IR with a torn UCLA in his thumb. Ouch. He had a lost season. Who was his quarterback? I can't even remember. He had like eight of them. The team just sucked. We Every week we were like, who are they going to throw to? It was unfair for him to be judged by last season, and he right. still did better than Rugs. <laughs> yeah, is that crazy? So, so I feel like coming back, he needs to develop something with Hertz. They're both young. Um, I don't know. We'll see because there's no there's no weapons over there other than the running back. So either Rigor runs with that and and becomes the new weapon. Or he's the person you're like, oh, they need to get another person for him to become relevant. I don't know. We didn't see enough of him last season to to judge on that. But he's still sneaky because it's like, all right, he has the possibility of being, if Hertz can get it going, Rigor has a chance to be the wide receiver one on a fast offense. But that is a huge sleeper bet. I'd rather bet on rugs than Rigor. I, I agree with you on, on rugs over Rieger. Uh, look at this guy. I mean, just a disappointment. I mean, he is talented and I, I hate it when injuries kind of take over, you know, kind of like discount your talent because of that. And so I look at him as maybe he needs more help because he had Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard missed big chunks of the season last year. And isn't Ertz possibly leaving? Isn't that like the, Ertz, one of the big stories, right? Yep. Ertz is possibly leaving. Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun yeah. Jack, 
Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson have both already been cut loose. So Uh-oh. that's that's a good Uh-oh. chunk of targets. Yeah. Uh, but I think he needs, uh, you know, maybe one of the – there's a, there's a ton of wide receivers in this draft, and there's uh, uh, what they're saying. Kyle Pitts yeah. from Florida is considered a generational talent. At yeah, like a, like a Megatron, like yep. gigantic size. Like he's tight end, but, you know, Megatron receiver size. That's like, what they yep. said about Claypool. Right. Well, and he, and he performed and he right? performed he sure and did. he performed and, and he's going to take the step forward so i mean maybe he needs another target and i think hertz is going to be it's going to be a better quarterback i think he's going to have better accuracy than he had in his rookie year and i think it's just going to be a better player and it really looks like philadelphia is going to be you know really concentrating on him i don't think they're going to draft a running uh, quarterback they're going to be going re- receiver offensive line yes, they're going to put yes. they're they're going to give him weapons i think that could be a, a sneaky oh yeah you sneaky have Jalen hurts you're investing in weapons big time and and he will perform i think the Eagles are going to be you know we don't obviously we don't yet know yet but once the draft hits and they pick their players i think the Eagles are going to be something to deal with definitely yeah, I don't want him to be like a Nikhil Harry. I want to see him take a step forward next in year yep, two. Yep, well, yep. Fingers crossed. Fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. Yep. Well, I'm going to put together an article on these guys, and there's a few other guys that we'll be talking about in the article. Michael Pittman, LaVisca Chanel, Darnell Mooney, Gabriel Davis, all of those who are guys who could be taking a step forward. But, you know, for only now. Only Pittman. Only Pittman. Pittman's, yes. Pittman. Actually, I take that back because he lost uh, Rivers. I wouldn't pick any <laughs> four of those. Had to say Rivers. You had to mention Rivers. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna find out. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna dig a little deep on there. But for there now, when uh, bueno, everybody has to stole for our show. For our show. show. Hey, thanks to Anchor for being our hosting network and for making sure our independent podcast gets out into the Familia community. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review wherever you can and wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to find original content at FamiliaFFB.com, including our super sophomore series. And remember, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FamiliaFFB. Hector, you start off with the name, with your Twitter. What the heck? Two T's. And Ricardo? At Ricky Torres TV, I had to think for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's a he's a he's a he's a. So Twitter bug Ricky. me, hey. Like, which what's my name again? Bug me, bug me, everybody. Yes, Show please. Me how to use it. Please you, send him, give him a tutorial, and you can find me at Jorge Martin seventeen. And don't forget our Familia FFB Facebook page. Gracias, everybody. Primo, it's always a pleasure. That was a lot of fun. Yes, yes. And remember, everybody, todos somos familia. Adiós, amigos. Salud.